0: Hey there, welcome back to my podcast. I am Camilla, your high vibe advocate. Give me 15 minutes and I will give you a high vibe world. I am sure that I am not the only one who is baffled by the amount of skepticism, conspiracy theories, blind following, and other dumbfounding behaviors being increasingly exhibited by the people in today's society. Some of us are watching intelligent friends and loved ones become completely brainwashed by beliefs and ideologies to the point of no longer having an identity of their own. There is so much groupthink out there, that those of us who are able to maintain some level of individuality feels like the alienist and that can be very isolating. So what is causing all of this sheep-like pattern that we are seeing so much of? Well indoctrination is. Indoctrination is an extremely powerful tool based on the creation and manipulation of extreme emotions And once someone has been indoctrinated, the only way to try to break the quote-unquote spell that's cast on that person is to make points regarding the reality of life and reiterate their ideology's obvious failures to provide evidence outside of their doctrine and faith for what they claim as facts when they in fact are mere opinions. And then hope that their subconscious will collect the data presented to them and file in their brains and that this may assist them to eventually break free from their restrictive shackles. But first of all, what is indoctrination and how does it happen? Indoctrination is the process of inculcating a person with ideas and attitudes and cognitive strategies or professional methodologies. And since humans are social animal species in inescapably shaped by cultural context, some degree of indoctrination is implicit in all phases of human life, starting with a parent-child relationship, which has an essential function in forming stable communities and shared values. And Literally every single one of us has been indoctrinated in one way or another. Most of us have been repeatedly indoctrinated, which, by the way, is just a fancy word for brainwashed, even though most of us don't even realize it. I mean, think about it. If we weren't subjected to cult mind, then um, we may still have been subjected to fundamentalist dogma. If we were not subjected to fundamentalist dogma, then we may have been exposed, to, or actually were very likely exposed to mass media mind control um, and TV programming, you know, and social media. And if we never watched TV or movies and never went on Instagram and never read newspapers or magazines, then we are likely influenced by those who have which is a form of indirect indoctrination. And if we have never been influenced in that way, then we may have been indoctrinated by corporations or a military service. And even if we have not been exposed to that, we have certainly been exposed by academic indoctrination. I mean, it's virtually impossible to come across any human being who has not been indoctrinated. It's important to also understand that indoctrination is not necessarily malicious. You know, Um, Meaning like the leader or guide or whatever is not necessarily intending to exercise some mind control to develop their own personal army or anything. Although that too can happen. I mean, think of Hitler and Trump and Castro and Lula and Bolsonaro and Lenin and Stalin and all the other well-known populist leaders and politicians who were indeed trying to develop an army of people who would ascertain their rise to power and then keep them there. But many times it's not such an elaborate or Machiavellian thing. It's simply, you know, it it could be just simply like the true desire to help people heal their wounds by sharing whatever work to heal our own, you know, much like what I do here with this podcast. There is a difference, though, between being brainwashed and being enlightened, it's very common, for example, to start enjoying different foods and music and film genres when we develop a new relationship, whether that's a friendship or a romantic one, or to try to mirror our parents and our society, you know, because everybody wants to fit in. But can can we always tell whether, you know, our eyes and ears and mind are being opened to to something that we truly love and never knew before or whether we're just desperate to fit in? I mean, I think we can. I think that you know deep inside whether you really do love that that band or that food or if you're just saying that you do because you want to impress little Johnny, you know. You can also tell the difference in intent from the person who is allegedly enlightening you um, whenever judgment is placed in on free thought and self-expression. Like, for instance... If a person who seems lost and depressed and confused comes to me and shares with me all of their struggles that they have had between, you know, what they feel truly makes them happy and how that clashes with their ability to make those that they love happy, and if I then pass judgment on their actions, you know, the actions that they've taken or the thoughts that they share with me that they had and their feelings that they share with me because I feel that, you know, well, nothing is more important than family and the role of women is to mother and the role of men is to father. Like, let's say somebody came and said, you know what, like I have kids but I, I actually don't enjoy being a mom or I don't enjoy being a dad or I don't enjoy like if I pass judgment on that and I try to brainwash them or like think about all those crazy things that happen in some parts of the United States where a person um, admits to being homosexual and then somebody says and well the Bible says you have to be heterosexual which by the way doesn't say that but um <laughs> not exactly that and it it you know then then they try to show them that their homosexuality is wrong or whatever um, and basically school them back to what they feel is right that's brainwashing you know that's not enlightening Um, you know or or if I say like you know self-sacrifice is the ultimate sign of leadership and the most admirable trait to have or also you know if I simultaneously if I were to say to that person the exact opposite of of those things if I said like you know well you really need to only think of yourself and you should do whatever you want irrespective of how it impacts anyone else I mean both of those methods can lead to pain and suffering and the eventual growth of internal struggle but let's say like I instead just remind that person that they can't serve from an empty bowl that their needs are important, that they are also an an important person, they're the most important person in their own life, and only they get to live their life, and that they need to own their truth without judgment, and that and that, that means admitting to not being completely fulfilled just by parenthood, or or by a monogamous relationship, or by a nine-to-five job, or by the corporate world, or by you know, any of the conventional ideals that society selfishly has indoctrinated the masses for years, and I explained to them that they need to have, you know, the the recognition that they do have to come first in their own life, and that someone who truly loves them will be able to accept their flaws, just as they would also be able to accept that other person's flaws, you know, the person that they love, and that life is about balance, it's about give and take, it's about ups and downs, And that the truth is what it is, you know, and it is us who individually place feelings and thoughts and judgment on things and make it whatever we want those things to be for us. I mean, I know that it's tough to control our feelings, but whatever we have, um, you know, going on, like whenever we have a strong reaction and emotion about something, we need to stop and take a step back and ask ourselves why we feel that way. What about that situation or that action or that inaction makes us have such a strong reaction? And if we do that, then we can get to the root cause of our triggers. And what we normally will find in that is, you know, that those are all rooted in our indoctrination from the early days. Um, And many times we will be able to actually heal deep and buried wounds and learn the lessons that we are here to learn while simultaneously enjoying the blessings that we are here to enjoy. You know, a lot of times, like, we self-sacrifice because, you know, we we don't want to hurt other people. And a lot of times we hurt because um, we... We hurt because we are being ourselves and by being ourselves, we can cause other people pain and that might be hurtful for us and we don't want to cause other people pain. So we self-sacrifice because it would be painful for us either way, but then at least we're not causing pain to that person. But is that really true? And are we a catalyst? I mean, are we a catalyst for that person also? Because if they're having a major reaction to something that we did that is in our nature to do and that is hard for us to do. to to battle that and to overcome they can't accept our true nature and we can't accept it because they can't accept it and because society can't accept it but what if we are here to change those standards and what if we are here to go in and dive deep and figure out why it is that there are these social constructs and and people do have such strong reactions to certain things like if we figure out the whys, then maybe we can find a solution and we, we can actually be the healers for those people that we love so much, who, what we are inadvertently hurting. Um, you know, and a lot of times, like, if we don't do that, and if we just decide to, you know, not, not explore our true selves, that struggle leads us to seek help from a guru. You know, or a tribe or other people like us, in an effort to understand why we are the way that we are and whether we should change our ways so that we don't hurt others and so that we fit society a little bit better. But unfortunately, we come across people who normally have an agenda of their own with unhealed wounds of their own and a godlike complex many times who find fulfillment in breeding more of the same mindset that they have as individuals so that they feel validated. And then they spread groupthink and they take advantage of desperate souls who want so badly to live their best life without causing any damage in the process that they just believe anything that's, you know, taught to them. They are literally brainwashed into accepting a role that is not really what they want and it's not really their role. But the speakers and the leaders and the masters, they're so good at what they do that they have a system in place with tons of followers there. And as humans, we can't help but believe that we are being enlightened to who we really are when we really are being, being brainwashed, you know? Because whenever you have a big group of people, also, there's that fear pressure that, you know, and also the hype and the excitement that might distract. You from being able to dive deep and be with your true self and sit with your pain and sit with yourself and try to truly find out who you are you know um and the thing is who we really are has been there all along and it is not that you know that new persona that we were just given who we really are is that thing that we fight so hard not to be who we really are Isn't that dark, evil, and unwanted thing that we make it out to be, though? You know, there are huge positives about the person that we really are that we so badly reject because it doesn't fit social norms a lot of times, you know, or we don't think it does. If who you really are is normally perceived as lazy, for example, and therefore you judge your laziness, like let's say people tell you you lack aspiration, you don't have willpower and whatever, And um, you start to not want to be that person. So you go and you get indoctrinated into some, you know, awakened energizer bunny within, you know, that may actually be a complete waste of your true self, which is not someone who's lazy or who lacks ambition, but rather someone who is in love with simplicity and who doesn't require much to live. Or let's say you are someone who's shy and afraid of conflict and you perceive that weakness um that is a weakness and and then you know all you want to do is be brave and confident like a confident leader somebody who doesn't let people walk all over them and that's what you perceive is happening to you so you go and you buy into some motivational you know motivational speaker's spiel and you come back awakened to your warrior self well, that could be a huge waste of a perfectly wonderful real you that is kind and compassionate and understanding, you know, more so than anyone else. You know, because those are all traits that many people struggle with, uh, with having and with being. Or let's say you are, you are accused of being hypersexual, you know, and you're just uh, attracted. You're just like this, like you just need to be with a lot of people, Um you're like you're you're very passionate and you're just attracted to to basically any any form of human it doesn't even matter their gender kind of thing um and you have been indoctrinated to perceive that as promiscuous or untrustworthy and lonely and you go to some guru who awakens the mother or father or family person within you showing you that what you want is monogamy and that you know that's the right way to be well, then you might be a waste of a rare kind of awakened soul that realizes that we are all one energy and that our individual bodies are an illusion. And you may be a person who is able to connect to numerous energies and light their souls on fire so that they can experience pleasure that only you can give them. Maybe your role here is is that, but you're sacrificing that role for the improvement of one or two or three, whatever lives, you know. And the worst thing is this fake awakening won't last forever. Because as I have said numerous times before, nature always wins that fight. In compromising yourself for others or for society, you are doing everyone a huge disfavor. You are not the best version of you if you're not being true to your true self. And what the person that you're trying to please and protect needs from you is the best version of you. Not some made-up temporary hologram version that meets their idea of what you should be. Many times we force ourselves you know, into staying in jobs, relationships, and friendships, and environments that do not serve us because we are afraid of what else is out there. We are afraid of being ourselves and we are afraid of disappointing or hurting or losing those we love. But we hurt them so much more by being a fraud. I know countless marriages where one partner was gay and afraid to come out. And decades later, they abandoned their families. And when, you know, because usually it's when they finally gain the courage of age. And I find that to be far more devastating than telling the truth earlier because that other partner's entire life was a sham and sometimes they're now feeling like their prime years were wasted you know they could have been with someone else who truly was attracted to them i mean it's the same thing about the whole idea of i I really don't want my husband or to be with me out of respect you know or out of some sort of sense of of loyalty and pity or whatever it is. I want him to want to be with me, period, for me, because I bring him joy because I am enough. So if he is only, you know, not cheating on me or not, not going for what he really wants out of pity for me, of respect for me, that's not what I want. I don't want to be an obligation. I don't want, I really don't want that. And I think that that's true for everything. I don't want a friend to say yes to my invite, and come over and hang out with me out of a sense of, well, I have to do that because that's what friends have to do to maintain the friendship and it takes work. It's like watering a plant. I don't want to be an obligation to anybody. I think that, you know, either I am enough of a motivating factor or a reason for somebody to come be with me and want to be with me or I'm not. The truth is what it is and it's not going to make me feel better if that person is hiding how they truly feel. Uh, and if I ever find out, and if one day they do reveal the truth, that's going to hurt me so much more because I will wonder how long they didn't—I wasn't enough for you know—and um, it's the same also with mediocrity. Like a company does not need a mediocre employee, and an employee does not need a mediocre company or medi- a mediocre boss, and a parent does not need a child that mirrors their ideal life or ideal self because that's narcissistic. Nothing is more beautiful than the truth. So I know I've gone over and to conclude, because I know I totally ran out of time. If you're seeking guidance and if you find a mentor or a group of people, just make sure that that person or the people that you're going to for help are helping you remember who you are and are holding space for you while you do it instead of just feeding you ideals that may not be suited for you. That may just be a reflection of them. If you don't allow yourself to question or if they don't allow you to question what they are presenting as right and good and you know a sense of purpose, then you should be careful because it could mean that instead of peeling off the layers of social conditioning, they are actually covering all of that with clay and cooking it so that it solidifies around your golden light. And that is all we have for today.